Welcome everybody to the Guest Life Podcast, episode 25. Today we're going to talk about fitness, wellness, and a little bit of mindset um, with my dear friend and also uh, performance coach, Craig Spear. Um, he is the founder and men's health coach of the Spear Method. Um, Craig, having an athletic background, uh, you know, some crazy insight into, you know, why you're making decisions and how you're making decisions. Um, you know, I know him personally for the last couple of years, it's been, uh, it's been awesome to have in my life and we're so happy to have him on board. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, again, guys talking about the guest life podcast, we're at episode 25, pretty wild now. Um, uh, we just got onto Spotify, YouTube, iCloud, um, just any of these platforms, it, it means the world to me that people are tuning in, um, as well as having guys like Craig on uh, on board to, to come on the show. Um, you know, one of the things we want to talk about is just changing the the concept between, you know, how to get started and, and the people that are really doing it, making an impact. You know, being uh, being from Hamilton and, and trying to get as much local talent has is, is become easier and easier just because there's so much in the city. Uh, people like Craig uh, going out of their way to help people, help the community and just really build us uh, to the best types of people that we can. So we're going to dive into it. Um, there's going to be some personal stories today because Craig is, uh, <laughs> has been changing my life one week at a time, sometimes a text, email or, or late night call. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about Craig today. I love it. I, man, it's, it's so exciting because usually we're always talking about you. So yeah. now I get to talk about me. <laughs> that is That good. is true. The other day we talked about Dan and, and his cookies for, for about 35 <laughs> minutes. And he said, what, what's the biggest takeaway from today? I was like, the fact that we could talk about what a cookie means for 35 <laughs> minutes. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to start with a little bit of story about Craig. Um, he, he's going to talk about how he owns, uh, he owned momentum fitness, um, for a number of years, he had three locations. Um, and, and I was at the gym one morning about five thirty, six o'clock at Ancaster good life. And, uh, I saw Craig, you know, walk in and, did his workout, didn't really say much. And then we ended at the same time and I was like, Hey, Hey Craig, how's it going? And, um, my plumbing company did the work at Craig's buildings, but he wasn't really there at the time. He's just, you know, building those other businesses and I'm like, Hey man, like, don't you own a gym? And, uh, he goes, uh, yeah, I, I sold it. I go, Oh, great, man. Like, what are you doing now? And Craig goes, I, I don't really know yet. I'm trying to figure that out. I'm just uh, really taking my time. want to make sure I make the right decision. And I immediately was like, fucking cool. I was like, that's awesome. Most entrepreneurs are so, you know, go, go, go on to the next one. Not a lot of thought process behind some of the decisions that were made. You know, I, I got to know Craig by, by just straight up being vulnerable and opening up and saying, man, I'd love to love to sit down and chat with you. So I was about, it was about a year and a half of, uh, of, a you know, every quarter we'd have a zoom call for a bit, discuss each other's businesses. And now, um, being fortunate enough to be a, be a client, um, but also get to share, share your next story. So that's really what I wanted from the first time I met you, but you didn't, you weren't ready yet. So now let's hear about the spear method. Now I'm ready. He's yeah. ready. It's interesting that you, you remembered that, um, that encounter. Cause that kind of, that was the impetus for all of this, right? Us connecting and we didn't really know each other that well before. I mean, we'd met at chamber events and we'd, you know, in passing and whatnot. And I knew of you and, and how well you were doing and all that. But um, it was funny just to run into you there, and uh, and then it was you, of course, who said, "Let's connect, let's let's get on a Zoom call." And, and then COVID happened and all that, but we still stayed in touch, and um, it was great just to kind of connect with another entrepreneur and share these kind of stories and what we're experiencing, and so it's really valuable. And all through that time, I really didn't know what I was going to do, and uh, part of it was 
for me, it was like, well, you know, I've run these gyms, a lot of overhead, a lot of risk, uh, a lot of headaches, a lot of positive things as well, obviously. But when you, when you go through that process and you sell your business, there's a natural kind of retraction to like avoid the risk. You're like in a safe place and, and then COVID hit. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I really want to start another business right now. Um, so it was, it was kind of meant to be for me to take the time and, and just, it was hard. Let me tell you that. Like, it wasn't easy. Like you said, you know, my, my natural instinct was like, let's start something, let's get going. And, uh, but, um, what it really allowed me to do was work on myself first. You know, I, I needed to get to a better place personally, mentally, emotionally, and then that would allow me to show up better when I did start my next business, mm -hmm. you know, cause momentum, you know, it was great. It, it, I learned a ton of lessons, but, um, it wasn't, it, there was a lot of bumps in the road and I definitely wasn't showing up how I wanted to show up. Um, so I think that's what that period really allowed me to do, um, is, uh, is get to a better understanding as to who I am and then how I can be the best at what I do going forward. So, uh, spear method, that's kind of my long answer to <laughs> jump into this. <laughs> Um, the short answer around the spear method is it's, it's my way of helping people realize what's possible in their lives. That's kind of the short answer. Um, the long answer is kind of bring in all the different elements of behavioral change, habits, uh, mindset, physical fitness, healthy eating, um, to become the best version of yourself that's possible. And it's funny because most of my clients come to me uh, from a weight loss perspective. I want to lose weight uh, or I want to get in better shape. And a lot of my clients are over 40, so they've kind of hit that point in their life where it's getting more difficult for them to do that. But inevitably what happens is we get to the root cause of why they might be overweight or, or why they, their fitness might be lacking. And when you do that, it ends up affecting all the other areas of your life. So relationships your performance at work, uh, how you connect with other people, the way you manage your finances, the relationship you have with your partner. So in a, in a way, that's why it really is about uh, performance. So yeah, that's the spear method. Well, and that's like, it, you know, it goes to uh, a lot of people ask me because we, uh, I have a, a business coach for guests. Um, it's actually a tech group. So it's a peer mentorship program. Um, and it's helped me a ton and, uh, you know, in business, like I want to excel, I'm not here to hang out. I'm not here to be average. I, I want to get to that next level. And, um, one of the things that drew me towards it and when people ask like, Oh, what is, what's Craig doing for you? And I, I call you my performance coach, mm. um, because I want to perform at a high level. Not everybody really understands that. Oh, you look great. Oh, you you know, you're okay. You know, you're not that heavy. And I was like, no, I, I feel fat, overweight, a little sluggish. And, and I know I can get to that peak, you know, level going to take time and that's uh you know one of the hardest things i hear, heard from craig was you know the first week anybody that that knows me it's like okay all in give me it all right now and i'm all or nothing thinking and he goes he goes okay so you're gonna write down what you're gonna eat tomorrow for two weeks and i'm like yeah cool great like where's the workout plan he's like no i'm not giving you one and i was like you know it took a lot for me to not jump through the phone and just be like you just give me the one that's on your desk i know you have one fuck off and give it to me um, and it took everything for me not to give it to you <laughs> because I'm all or nothing too. And I want you to get there as well. Yeah. And, and like tomorrow. And I could sense your eagerness and, and your desire to like, Hey, I want to, I want to change now. Yeah. Right. And, and it's, it's human nature to do that. 
because either we have a really high pain point, maybe we're overweight, maybe our relationship's not doing well, maybe we're not making as much money as we want. Mm -hmm. And that pain point is just hitting us in the face every day. Mm -hmm. And so the tendency is to say, well, if this is a really high pain point, I need to do everything I can to get rid of it. Yeah. Give me all the medicine. Give me everything I can do to get that rid of this me. headache. Yeah. Let's do it all. Yeah. And uh, and when he held back from me, I was like, all right, like, let's see how this goes. And, you know, for years, you know, being vulnerable on this show, is, is, is always struggle. I get really good shape and then fall off. Really good shape and then fall off. And, you know, this is the longest I've been, and it's only been eight weeks, but consistently dropping weight consistently keeping it off, consistently feeling good, not completely changing my lifestyle, but changing my mm -hmm. habits. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'd love to kind of hear a little bit more about how you, how do you kind of came to be with the spear method? And also, you know, you know, how did you go from, you know, university football to opening a gym to now being, okay, I want to change this. And, and this is how I want to take my business. Mm. How did Craig kind of decide how to get into business for self with, with momentum and then, you know, take some of the knowledge that you did in, in university and bring it with you. Yeah. It's, uh, you've kind of set that up nicely because, um, you know, it started when I was really young, just playing sports and always being active. Um, I saw that football photo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's you know i look at that i'm like man that's another lifetime it, yeah. it feels like so long ago i kind of i don't even really recognize the person a little bit you know yeah. um but i was a shy kid i was introverted you know in, in high school and um you know at lunchtime you'd have the cafeteria and everyone would be there and I, I just never felt comfortable just sitting down having lunch with everybody but we had an awesome weight room in the basement of our high school so i you know by nature, that kind of drew me more than the cafeteria. So I just started working out more and getting in shape that way. And I just loved um, kind of seeing what that did to my body and how that could change my body and uh, how it helped me perform better in sports and have more strength and power and speed. So just by nature, I kind of was drawn to that. And, and then I started taking more kind of classes in high school. We had a kinesiology class that was all about human movement and exercise physiology and because I was a sports nerd that it all just kind of fit and then uh, ended up uh, doing really well in high school football being recruited to go play at Queen's University and I was accepted to the the phys ed program now which is now kin they called it phys ed back then but um, just always having a passion for it and and just it almost kind of just naturally drew me and so I was just learning all the way along about the body and um, you know, how we can impact change. And from a physical standpoint, though, I took psychology classes as well. And, but I didn't really understand psychology then. It was like, I had to have a concurrent arts degree, but I didn't really understand like why I, wh what was happening psychologically. And also yeah. in the place to receive it, I think at those ages. Exactly. I had no clue. I had just no idea. Yeah. Right. I was, I was worried about my next football game and yeah. then, you know, like whatever, but, um, so when, uh, when I graduated from school, I was like, all right, I can either go be a teacher, phys ed teacher. I'm not going to do that. I didn't have any desire to do that. I can go into kind of graduate school, be a physio or, you know, researcher or something along those lines. Um, so those were kind of my only two paths with a phys ed degree at that time. And I decided, you know what, I, I want to train people, want to help them see the benefit of physical activity, but I don't want to go work at a gym. Like, I just felt that would be too narrow. Um, so I ended up starting my first fitness company when I, when I finished playing in the CFL and I, and I went and started, uh, uh, my own boutique kind of one-to-one -one training, um, fitness studio. And so that kind of evolved into momentum fitness. Um, 
and you know, still not really understanding how important mindset was. Still really focused on the physical side of things. And I would train people, they'd come to me, hey, I want to lose weight. And, and, you know, a lot of the marketing and media will say, well, you need to exercise. And so people have this, I want to lose weight or I want to get in better shape. I'll go exercise. And I would help people lose weight through pure hard work and determination, like burn more calories than, than you're taking in and you're going to lose the weight. And people did. And it, it was, it was effective, but it came at a big cost. Um, it was really hard to maintain and sustain. And inevitably people would put the weight back on, right? Because we're getting to the root cause of why people were putting the weight on to begin with. And that's all mental. That's all mindset. Um, so that's kind of how the spear method evolved. When I was, when I was finished at Momentum, I, I experienced firsthand binge eating fast food, not taking care of myself, like having periods of being sedentary, even though I have this big background behind me of fitness and sport and all that. Um, and, you know, having a, a daughter and, you know, that being my main priority and sacrificing myself on top of that. And that's kind of that all or nothing thinking again, right? Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, if this is something I'm facing. A, a lot of other guys got to be facing this too. Totally. So I'm just talking to people and, and connecting um, through, you know, all different sources of, of uh, the community. I realized, okay, this is something that I can bring my experience to, my knowledge, my passion to, and um, did some higher learning, of course, like to realize where my my bottleneck was like where I was kind of deficient in, in what I'm able to deliver. And so that's kind of how the spear method evolved all through that. Right. Realizing like physical is important. No doubt. Like it is essential, but it's not, it's not the piece. I would say it, there's other bigger pieces. Yeah. Um, the cookie, the half an hour, <laughs> hour talking about the cookie. Yeah. Um, and the habits, you know, uh, I, I remember when I was at a peak, I was, I was, I remember waking up one day, it was around new year's at my heaviest, it was 260 pounds. And I woke up one day and was like, can't do this anymore. And went all in, right. Quit drinking, you know, just all in no, like eating like a bird. I lost mm -hmm. 60 pounds. The lowest I was, was 198 at I think 22 or 23 years old. And everyone's like, holy shit. Like I almost look sick. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. but I was addicted to that like trying to get to my best self and all this stuff. And I would do anything to get there. But again, it wasn't sustainable for me. So going through that and then also, um, you know, obviously putting the weight back on, I got back up to 240 and, and then my heaviest when I came to see you was 255. And like, yeah, it was like, well, I know what I can do to lose the weight, but I don't want to live that life. Right. So it's like, okay, some of the habits and some of the, you know, some of the things that I was doing in terms of like my thought process and what I thought was interesting. So that's why one of the reasons that I brought you on and just kind of like opened up my eyes like tenfold. And I find when you're, when you've been through a couple different things, like this is hard to, you know, they talk about, you know, teaching, I just bring this up, but teaching personal finance in high school or teaching kids about mortgage and interest rates. Go ahead, teach it to them. See if they receive it. Mm -hmm. At 17, 16, I didn't give a shit about mortgage <laughs> or interest rates. I don't know if you taught me I would have cared, right? And that's, I think, the thing when it comes to physical fitness, when you get to a certain age, and I, I love the fact that, you know, I'm not 40 yet, but to that over 40 club, because this is where people are, they're aware, right? And I know the, the methods that he's taught, that Craig's taught me in and some of his thinking is, is like, wow, where are my trigger points and how do I, how do I get there and how do I get out of it? Um, do you find that dealing with like an older generation is, 
they're more receptive to some of the concepts you're bringing in and it hits home a little bit quicker? Yeah, but I do have a, a lot of clients who are younger, right? Like you're, you're 30 now. Mm. Um, I have clients who are in their 30s. I don't really have any clients in their 20s. I think they're 20-year-olds think they're still indestructible. Yeah. And they're, they're on that path. But um, Last month I did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so um, I, I think that just by nature for sure that, that, you know, when you become, when you hit kind of 40, you're, you're through the, the party stages a little bit. You're, you're realizing that there's, there's maybe you have a family now, um, you know, your career is kind of in, in the full swing and just priorities shift a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then you start to realize, well, shoot, you know, I better start to take care of myself a little bit here. Cause it's not, it's not going to be as easy to kind of like get this off or get in better shape, you know, previously in your thirties, you know, you, you still have high testosterone. Um, when you work out, your body responds right away. You can see changes. And, uh, I think guys start to realize like, if, if I don't change my lifestyle, then this is going to be a big problem mm -hmm. versus kind of that yo-yo, like back and forth. I can go through this and put it back off and put it back on. So I think that's maybe the, the realization most, most guys have in that moment Yeah, is, uh, it's going to be more challenging and the consequences are going to be even bigger later on. Yeah. Yeah. So I always said like, who motivates a motivator? That's a big question for me. And how do, how do you stay motivated to show up? Cause I know, you know, from personal experience, if my, if my coach ain't showing up, it's hard to show up for my coach. Um, how do you show up every day with the right attitude, ready to receive, ready to help, ready to support? I find that, you know, as a business owner, and I know a lot of people that, that listen in are, are business owners as well, or, or young entrepreneurs or, or in management roles, and they have to show up every day. And it's tough. It's a lot of pressure. How do you deal with that on a daily basis? I think it's a few things. Um, for me personally, I think it's partly been conditioned in me, like as an athlete growing up, like you're always in high pressure situations. There's other people relying on you to perform well, like your teammates, your coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think I just gravitate towards that. Um, but then I think more importantly, if that's not something that if you grew up playing sports and, and that was part of your, your sort of conditioning as you grew up, who do you surround yourself with is the biggest piece, you know, like who's your partner? Uh, like your, 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 uh, intimate partner, who's, who are the friends you hang around with? Who are your business partners? Uh, who are the friends you hang out with? Um, and if, if you can't necessarily change that, um, what are the podcasts you're listening to? What are the TV shows that you're watching? Uh, what are the websites that you're visiting? Like all of that has such an influence on us. And, uh, I was listening to this podcast and this guy was, um, talking about the news and how he hadn't listened to the, the news in 17 years. Wow. Um, and uh, he said, you know, I, I don't watch the constant negative news network anymore, CNN. And I was like, yeah. Like, why am I, why do I watch the news or go to a news website anymore? It's completely useless information. And all it does is trigger negative response. And so that made me kind of like look at what in my life, not just the people, but what websites, what TV shows, what books am I reading, what, mu what music, like you can get really heavy on it, you know, might not want to go that deep but for me it's like surrounding myself with more positive influences totally. right and, and yeah so that's kind of how i stay motivated that's a great thing yeah i mean uh you know i find uh as as we kind of evolve in in, in business and wellness and health 
it's it's yeah it's like you know there's there's 10 negatives and 10 positive things that happen every day you get to decide how you feel based yeah. on what you focus on um and, and yeah it's not about being naive with the news i don't watch the news anymore either i remember at the beginning of covid i had like probably three weeks of like hell i was like what i had to stop i was like what am i doing differently and i was coming home every day and watching the news because i felt i felt uh, pressure too based on you know i needed to be the owner of the business and i needed to know what was going on but the information i wasn't getting at six o'clock was right. not what i needed to give out at 9 a.m right and as soon as i flip that off shut the tv back off i actually canceled my cable um i go all or nothing pretty <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah it was a huge swing and, and yeah listening to that positive podcast like i said one of the reasons i started the podcast was how much it changed uh, changed my life cycle, um, and and how, what would you recommend like in terms of daily habits? Like, are there key elements that you use to kind of get you out of a bit of a funk when you're in one, or is there anything that that's like a trigger point for you that says, okay, I can go negative with this, or I can go positive with this? Because you know, I know uh, you know, I, I know friends myself personally is I need those trigger points. I, I do a meditation, so normally I meditate. Uh, 10 minutes guided sometimes if I'll sleep uh, my buddy Shane will attest to that in the morning if he hears me snore um, but yeah I do 10 minutes guided after a workout but when I'm having a really challenging day and I'm doing my breathing exercise and I can't get out of it I go and I lay and I meditate for another 10 minutes and almost every time it calms me back mm -hmm. down that's kind of my trigger point when I'm having a really bad day um, do you use anything in terms of kind of getting you out of a funk if you are in one when you where you can't show up to someone in a negative mindset? It's a great question. And it's something I've, I've struggled with because, um, you know, I, I teach a concept called the more, the more, or like positive virtuous cycle. So the more you do one thing, the more other things are going to follow. Like if you do one positive thing, then it's going to kind of build into this positive virtuous cycle that, you know, like that, that just, that's where you spiral up. Right. Or you can be in the you negative. You haven't talked yeah. about that yet. No, we haven't, we haven't <laughs> talked about that yet. Um, so the more you um, stay up too late, the more you um, you need coffee the next day to, because you've you haven't got a full night's sleep. Um, the more irritable you are, the more you beat yourself up because you you um, you know had road rage or you lost an unemployed. So like that's the negative virtuous cycle. That's the yeah. more the more. So the fact that you have the awareness to be able to like say, hey, I got to like nip this in the bud, go meditate, bring my, like center myself again mm -hmm. is, is, is what I teach. Now it's what I teach in practice. I, I have a hard time like catching myself. Like I lack a little bit of awareness to be like, Oh, well, this is what I'm doing. I'm getting better at it. But, um, I find that as long as I'm kind of in my routine, this is a good thing and a bad thing. If I'm in my routine, then I'm, I'm good. Right. But that doesn't leave a lot of room for spontaneity. It's very rigid. It's not something I would recommend. Right. Because if you, one thing knocks you off, then then what? Like what's yeah. what's your response to that? Um, so it's something I'm definitely like working on and becoming more aware yeah. of. Um, but I think personally what I would do is go for a walk in nature. And I know that kind of sounds like woo woo kind of like, you know, but. Um, there's a lot of research showing that when you connect with nature and you kind of remove any kind of like devices, electronics and all that kind of stuff, um, that's like the easiest way to center yourself and get grounded. You're moving your body, you're getting endorphins. Um, and because we have a bilateral brain, like there's two hemispheres, mm -hmm. 
um, the act of this, what's called a contralateral movement, like walking back, yep. right, is actually triggering each side of your hemisphere and bringing you back to a centered state. So I love that, like just the science behind that and the ease of it ultimately, right? Wow. So it's just, but it's catching yourself and being aware, like, hey, I need to walk. And that's where I kind of lack a bit of awareness. Yeah. yeah. It's great. And like, you know, um, sometimes, especially, you know, I know in business is, is talking about how you're normal and you're a human being um, and you have challenges too. And I think mm. it's, it's, uh, it makes it more real when you have something to relate to. Right. Um, you know, as you guys can see, if you're watching the video here, if you're listening, go, go check out Craig's page, but you're a, you're a beast, man. Um, <laughs> you know, I saw you, you lifting some pretty heavy weight the other day. How do you feel these days? Right? Like you seem like you're in the best shape of your life. How does that make yeah. you feel? And how does that transition you to, to show up for clients and also like, you know, start taking things to the next level personally? It's funny you say that because I think for the first time, like I've always, I've never looked in the mirror and been like, oh, you look great. Or, you know, like I've never kind of had that belief or, or had those thoughts. Um, and I caught myself the other day. I'm like, hey, why don't you look in the mirror and say, you, you know, you're in great shape. You're 41. Like, you, you know, you should be proud of yourself. And uh, it's like, there, there's like not body dysmorphia, but you know, when people look in the mirror and they might see a different image than of what's actually being projected back yeah. there. I wonder if I have any of that, but I, I, I don't know. I feel, um, I feel like I can always be better. <laughs> That's what drives me. Like, yeah. like, I feel like I can, it's funny because I've, I've always had a, a challenge. Like, you know, I played football and I got up to, uh, I think at my best weight or my highest weight was like 195. Oh, wow. Right. And, you know, I'm not a big guy. I'm not, I'm not a tall guy. I'm 5'11". Um, and so that was a lot of weight for me. But then I did an Ironman and I got down to 150, right? And so it's like, what, what makes me feel the best ultimately? Yeah. Like, where, where do I feel good? And uh, I think around 185 is like where I want to be. Uh, I feel strong at that point. I, I, you know, you kind of mentioned looking sick. Like when I did the Ironman, I felt and looked sick. It was too much. Yeah. So I feel good. I feel like I've got a good balance between all around fitness and cardio and I do more mobility stuff than I've ever done. And, mm -hmm. um, I, uh, it's, it's funny cause planning and, and programming for my clients, it keeps me aware of like what I'm doing and keeps me accountable in a way. So yeah, it's yeah. funny. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, but yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I think it like, I think it's great. Right. Like, you know, even, uh, when we talk about business and, and, uh, you know, peer coaching and, and stuff like that, like I find, uh, it's a, it's a little bit unique to ask for help. You know, we're these, you know, essentially men or women We're you know, we're supposed to know everything. We're supposed to have the answers. And, you know, one of the things, and I just share a personal story, but the reason I call Craig my performance coach is because, you know, I always say, if you need, if you need to pay for personal training to go to the gym, you're not ready for a personal trainer right? Um, you're not going to be at a performance level. You might be at a need help level, but what happens if that guy's on vacation or, or girl's on vacation? Um, and the reason I call Craig a performance coach, because I started, I said to myself last year, I said, I want to get in better shape. I'm getting into my thirties. I want to get in the best shape of my life. I've never had that consistency. Um, but I got to prove to myself that I don't need Craig to, to create the habits. Um, but once I get them on my own, I need to learn how to critique them. Um, and I think that's like trying to do your own taxes. If you want to get critical with it, we can all do our own taxes. Are we going to do them the best? No. 
call a professional, please. Right? <laughs> That's good business advice. I'm not, not charging for that right now. Um, <laughs> but it's the same with, with physical being wellness coaching. And, and when it comes to business, uh, you want to be the best plumber. You know what I mean? You learn from the best. And, um, as soon as I got that in my head of, you know what, I want to be elite. I want to be in the NBA of business. I want to be in the NHL business. How do I get there? Well, an NBA pro has a shooting coach, has a fitness coach, has a health coach, has a business coach, right? A lot of the people, money managers, stuff like that. Why in business am I trying to do everything myself? I need help. And when I made that realization that it's okay to ask for help, just my life, honestly, 180. And, and for anybody out there that's worried about asking for help or feeling insecure, a guy like Craig, um, whether, whether it's that or just business coach, I cannot say, I cannot value it enough um, from so many different standpoints. And, um, you know, C Craig has taken me to a level of, of understanding my body in, in two months that I couldn't have been to, couldn't have imagined of being um, in 10 years. And, and I think it's just by being like, you know what, I don't know it all. I don't have six hours a night to research it. And you know what, I need help along the way. Um, and when I came to that realization, boom, took off. Um, because I had the tools myself and I had the dedication myself to kind of stick to something. Um, as Craig knows, we got to work on that a little bit, a little bit harder to see more increased results, but, um, changing a lifestyle is not an easy thing to do, especially when, you know, you have this thought process of yourself and, mm. and individuality of, of, you know, I'm a business owner and I'm busy and I'm always on the road and I don't have time for planning and I don't have time to meet Craig for 45 minutes a week. I don't have any time for myself. That's all bullshit that we tell ourselves and, and really it's putting ourselves so much further behind. Um, so I want to, I want to kind of wrap up with what would you give as advice to the next generation of someone trying to get into your space or someone trying to use you guys as a service? Um, you know, what does that look like? What advice would you give your younger self? Hmm. You know, I just, I kind of, I learned this I didn't learn this lesson recently. I've learned it all the way along, but the first thing that I would say to people is uh, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. You got to be willing to feel the discomfort that comes with growth, mm -hmm. you know, because um, a lot of us want to distract ourselves from that or avoid any kind of pain or not physical pain, like, but emotional pain and like the discomfort that comes with, with growing a business or having a family and working on yourself, right? And uh, I've heard it been said that discomfort is the currency of our goals. So that you like, you got to pay that. You got to be willing to be uncomfortable. So that's, totally. that's the first thing. The second thing I would say is um, practice rigorous authenticity. You know, I have always been a people pleaser, someone who has been afraid to show up authentically because I, I want people to think of me a certain way. But I would tell my younger self and younger people, like, you got to be authentic, you know, and if that means at the expense of a desired result that you have, so be it, but be authentic. And so kind of that's the third piece of it is surrender the result, you know, because you can't be authentic. It's not always going to work out for you. You might not get the job that you want. You might not land the client that you want. Um, you know, you, you might not meet the person you want, but at the end of the day, it's you. And when you can do that, like so much positive comes from that ultimately. Instead of trying to like fake your way around things, does that make make sense? Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to hear without experience. Um, mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. what I found when I was younger. You know, 
someone, you know, I'd look back at my younger self and think, fuck, I should have listened better. Um, <laughs> but you're like, that's not me. Um, and sometimes you have to go through those experiences and that's okay too. Um, but I think that's fantastic advice. Rigorously authentic is awesome. Um, I think the, the rigorously is the biggest word there. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's unique to you. And I think that's fantastic. We use, uh, I hate the word patience. Um, if you know me, you know why, um, it's not my thing, but, um, I said it's okay to be patiently aggressive. Um, so it's, you know what, be aggressive, understand why things take a week instead of a day. Um, but understand patience is important, whether you like the word or not. Right. Me hating the word. Um, I put, uh, <laughs> I Positive put my spin little, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put my spin on it and, and if it, it, it resonates with me and I think just cause someone's done it for 50 years, doesn't mean you have to do it for two. Um, but understand maybe their why and how it relates. Right. Um, that's fantastic. And then yeah. what about someone that wants to get into the space? What would you, what would you, into the coaching space? Yeah. You have to have a thirst for learning, you know, because what you learn today is not going to be necessarily be useful tomorrow or, or in, in the future, this stuff evolves so quickly. And if, if you just kind of want to get uh, a degree or a certification or anything along those lines to kind of like put it behind your name or to, to get a certain level or a certain position, and then you're done learning, like it doesn't work that way. So you, you, you got to constantly be learning and learning doesn't mean going to school, by the way, it, it can, but it can mean reading books, listening to podcasts, connecting with mentors and people who have been there. Um, but making that a value ultimately I think is, is, is a necessity. And so that's what the advice that I would give. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay guys. So that's the end of guest life podcast episode 25 with Craig Spear. We always come back and we always ask ourselves this question, why not me? Why not now? And, and on podcasts, that, that's a big meaning. Um, whether it's your fitness, your health, why not you're getting into business, going back to school, whatever that means for you, try to think about that. And, and why not me? Why not now? Why not? You know, Craig, one of the things he always says is why wait till Monday? You thought about it now, do it right now, do it in the morning. Um, I've challenged him back on that a couple of times very proudly. So, you know, you're going to start Monday. So I'm going to start tomorrow. Um, and I, I think that's what it's all about is surrounding yourself with people like, like Craig as a mentor of mine, um, to take your life to the next level, whether it's in business or, or health or in a relationship. Um, so Craig, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been Appreciate an absolute it. pleasure. Um, you know, I've known he's changing my life. He can change yours too. Um, he's, uh, all his stuff is going to be on our, on our page, the spearmethod.com. Um, his email, uh, Instagram, which is getting better by the day. Um, <laughs> I think today's post was how not to gain five pounds this weekend. Um, I said, sign me up. Um, so thank you, Craig, for being on the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Take care guys. Thanks so much for tuning in.